Ready? I'm ready. Okay. Welcome back to Happy Hour. Whee! Yay! A work, culture, and lifestyle show with your hosts, Brittany Bowering and Penny Blackmaw. <laughs> and guess what? We're in the closet again. We're in the closet. We're back oh. together recording for the first time in what? I don't know, like six months? That was us cheersing for the first time in so flippin' long. Honestly, it's crazy. Um, it feels so good. Yet, I was just saying that the, the closet feels a bit smaller. Yeah, it's because you've been shopping up a storm brick. <laughs> yeah. I've got more clothes. I yeah, actually don't. I'm noticing a I've, few new items in here. There's like, new items, but I've gotten rid of so much stuff. Oh, that's true. We did a market stall together. Yes. And we, I feel like we might have won the market. Oh, they loved us over there. Yeah, it was real cute. We had music and we were dancing. It was a whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back to the podcast. As you might have noticed, if you are a regular listener, the beginning is a little bit different because we're taking a new spin on things. It's a new direction. Yeah. Do you want to explain why we decided to do that? Yes, because basically during coronavirus, <laughs> yeah, we basically realized that... Uh, it's very hard talking about work all the time and it's hard to motivate yourself to talk about work all the time. Why did we change? And it's also, you know, for us, I think talking about work, like for us, life isn't just about work. Exactly. And yeah. we love doing this podcast, but we also really liked how we were kind of transitioning into talking about other things other than work. And then we thought, why don't we just sort of do a little spin on it? So we will still be talking about work. Mm -hmm. We will still be discussing, you know, those kinds of topics, but we're also going to include things about you know, culture things that we're interested in yeah. and lifestyle stuff. So it's going to be a little bit more cash. Casuale. Cash and fun. Cash and fun. <laughs> Couldn't, I mean, that's a perfect description of both you and I. Oh, right? <laughs> Casual and fun. Casual and fun. <laughs> like you just wrote Casual fun. Profile. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm looking for casual fun. Um, fabulous. Okay, so let's start how we always start because this is like one of my favorite parts of the podcast. Yes. How are you, Penny? I'm done tootin' fantastic. Yeah. For once in a long time. Like, God, Corona sucked and I was yes. miserable the whole time. But I've just come back from um, a little vacay, mm -hmm. like a four-day uh, weekend away. Very yeah. cheap, low-key kind of And you trip. drove. And we drove, yeah. Something so, about driving uh, out yeah. of the city. Yeah, it was so nice. And um, I went with uh, five, there were five people, including myself, um, we went to Hartz in Germany, which is like, it's a very quintessential German town. Well, sorry, it's a region and there are a couple of towns inside and mm. they're beautiful. Like it's yeah. Western Germany, so it's not as ruined by the war. And it um, looked really nice. Oh my Lord. I have, I think I took about 300 photos. I don't even doubt that. <laughs> I don't even think that's exaggerated. And how are you, Brit? Oh gosh, I'm doing okay, actually. I had a couple busy weeks. And then this week hit and I kind of had that weird thing where, you know, you know, when things are really intense and then you come out of it and you're like, oh, yeah, oh. yeah, you have. It's like almost a letdown, but in that in a nice way. Yeah. yeah. Where yeah. you're like, I feel chilled. But also I'm kind of like I was I was I was in that mode of like, yeah, doing a lot of shit. Anyway, I'm trying to find a funny analogy, but I think the funniest one I can find is like. You know when you're walking upstairs and it's dark and you think there's a stair, stair at the yes. top and you're like boom, ba dum boom, boom, and you, your legs go to take the last stair but there's not one there so you kind of just fall over. Yes. <laughs> that is literally exactly what I'm going yeah. through. I just fell over on Monday. I was like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. And I just like 
yeah, so I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm happy. It's like I can, I can have a couple of days of oh, chilling nice. out a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm hunting for a new apartment. That's a full nightmare. Oh yeah. In Berlin, it's mm-hmm. like don't move here and try to get an apartment. Whatever you do, mm. it like just. Just don't do it. I think I sublet for like two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like moving from like a month here and a month there and a month here and a month there. And I was just like, this is torture. It's really funny dealing with like, if you're a professional dealing with these people who are in charge of like renting out apartments, I'm like, are you like, what are you doing? Like Mm. they just, I mean, I guess it's this whole the demand is so high and the supply is so low that they literally don't need to do anything yeah. and they'll get it rented. Including responding to your email. Yeah, yeah. It's a full, it's like hilarious. So anyways, that's all, um, you know, just a funny sort of day-to-day mm. nightmare. Um, yeah. Anybody who lives in Berlin or is trying to, that you know what I'm talking about. It's like crazy, crazy yeah. awful. But other than that, happy days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about some afternoon beverages. <laughs> I know. It's not even 4 p.m. And <laughs> we cracked open the sparkling rosé, the crème. Oh, it's lovely. It's really nice, isn't mm. it? I think we're going to have a really hot week, by the way. I know. It's going to be 30 every day for about a week. I don't. <sighs> I'm excited. I have a hard time with I'm 30. I'm going to work on my tan. 30 degrees. You can't tan in 30 degree heat. Yes, you can. I'll tell You'll you how. sweat. It like you'll just be sitting there baking. Oil. You have to get the oil out. Thirty plus. I would. It's li- like marinating a chicken, Brittany. Yeah, you can't and put I- a chicken in the oven without any oil on it. I would. I it would be for me. It'd be like frying a chicken because I would literally turn into oh. a full red lobster. Oh, poor little. Yeah, crustacean. I sit, I sit outside, but I sit under the shade. Mm. You know, I'm at like, under yeah, shade, if I'm not shade. tanning, I ch- I'm shade. Oh, I'm, I'm a shade. I like yeah. shade. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm really annoying about it as well. Cause I always want to sit outside, but in the shade. So yeah. it's like always a really big production, you know, I'm like, yeah. you gotta sit, you know, and you gotta oh. follow the sun and it's a whole, by the way, I have to tell you, um, so Brittany and I have traveled a lot together. And so when I travel with other people, I'm kind of like, oh, Brittany would understand. Cause like, <laughs> well, I'll go into a restaurant <laughs> And I basically like they're like, oh, we don't have any outdoor tables, and I'm like, well, I mean, this that's won't just do. it won't yeah. do. And yeah. then we sit inside, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like watching the outdoor tables. Yeah, and um, and everyone's like, I'm fine here, and I was like, it would just be better, and I promise you, <laughs> it, it's better to have a peak experience. You don't yes. want to have a mediocre experience. No, and so like um. Everyone's like, well, if you can organize it. And I'm like, can I ever? You just give me. I don't have these cheeks for nothing. (laughs) I I nearly pulled out the Hulk because sometimes I'm really devious and I'm like, I'm so sorry, but it's my birthday. And (laughs) oh my God. And they're just like, oh, happy birthday. Yeah, of course. We'll celebrate here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. That's Um, great. Yeah. So did you get get outside? Yeah. And I didn't even have (sighs) to pull the birthday card. And we got the, yeah. It was uh, it was much VIP better, table. and everyone was like, "Yeah, this is heaps better." This is the thing, yeah, because of course it'll be fine if you sit in the like sub peak area, mm-hmm. but it's just—I mean, it's worth a little bit of the extra effort, effort yeah, to get it to before the peak before the food comes. It's oh fine. yeah, if, I mean, like after the food comes, just deal with no, it. No, but you're, like, you're in it. Yeah. I'm always on it. I'm like, I've got the whole like rubber neck kind of action oh, going, yeah. looking at the waitresses and like flagging them down. And like, I used to be all in this whole thing of like, oh, don't you know, you don't want to be difficult because I used to work in restaurants. So mm-hmm. then I, you know, from working in restaurants, I never wanted to be the difficult 
customer. Yes. And then I was like, it's different if you're like, it's, I mean, first of all, it's not being difficult. But the other thing is like, it's different if you're difficult, but also super nice. Oh, mate. If you know? you're lovely, yeah. you can get away with anything. Exactly. And if you, ch- like, I have, okay, so Germans, we love you. Yes. But- in the deep German regions, yeah. there is some customer service that borderlines on abuse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we had some service there where we pretty much left crying. Like, we were like, let's go. Fuck this. Oh, man. Um, and so in this last restaurant where I wanted to move outside, I was, like, looking at the faces of all the wait stuff, And there was, like, four or five different wait stuff kind of rushing back and forwards. So I was like, not her, not him. Yeah. Him. I specifically identified he had like bright nice eyes and a little smile and like sort of bopping around and he was so fucking nice yeah by the end of it um yeah he he gave us free drinks at the end like free little uh appetivo kind of things at the end and so we were really drunk and I was like guys give me some cash I want the tip to just go directly to him Um, And I was like, this is specifically for you. And he was like, got it. Thanks. Oh, I'm so glad that (laughs) And then when we were leaving, he ran to the door to open the door for us. It was so cute. You would have loved it. You would have died for this guy. I'd have loved it. He was adorable. I think he might have been the only gay in the village as well. (laughs) Oh, so especially like. Yeah. I was like, where do I sign up? Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, he understands you know? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That, that was an assumption, but I'm usually pretty good with this stuff. So. All right. <laughs> I was like, should we do this? <laughs> oh, we're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. Oh my God. Fabulous. <laughs> Our new format, I feel like we should introduce the oh, new yeah. format. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. <laughs> Brittany's the professional. I just roll up and I feel like it'll just people will understand what's happening a little bit more, right? So we have a new format. We're really excited about it. Mm -hmm. Um, We're always, you know, Penny and I, you know, we'll maybe we'll change it again. I don't know, but right now we're super excited about this format. So how it's gonna work? Exactly. (laughs) How it's gonna work is we have three categories. We could call them, I guess, right? Categories. Yeah. Uh, The categories are work, culture, lifestyle, Mm -hmm. and for each category, Penny and I are going to bring one sort of topic each Mm -hmm. and we're going to discuss a little bit and then we'll move to the next category so it's going to be we're going to be covering a lot of ground but i think it'll be a really nice um something easy to listen to but also like might make you think thought provoking Mm. we're bringing up topics that we're passionate about and interested in yeah you know some of these topics will be kind of based on articles we've read or podcasts we listen to and stuff um and we'll link those in the show notes as per usual Absolutely. We're kind of wanting to make happy hour more happy and fun. Yes. And less corporate. Yeah. <laughs> well, not just that there not... was anything wrong with that, but I feel like we covered everything pretty much. You know what I mean? <laughs> just listen back to the other episodes yeah, if just you want go more back of that. to episode 48, 49, We covered 50. everything. <laughs> so let's start with work. Penny, what do you got under the work category? Okay. So basically, I read a great article and I had to bring it to the show because. Um, Brittany loves Ellen DeGeneres. I love her. Um, And actually, the article isn't that great, but it was just funny. Um, And basically, the article is called Former Employees Say Ellen's Be Kind Talk Show Mantra Masks a Toxic Work Culture. Um, oh, I've seen, I've seen the rumors. Yeah. yeah. So it's more than one person as well saying yeah. this. 
But the thing is, I did a little bit of digging and I can't, I can't really find anything that I find to be that incriminating. And I yeah. think that, so basically the, um, the few things that people have said are that she doesn't let people talk to her on the show. So if she'll be walking around and if you want to go up and say, hi, I'm a writer on the show or whatever, you're not allowed to do that. And I'm kind of like, far out. I understand that. So is this during, like during recording? Filming, like in the studio, in, in the, the studio. office, pretty much oh, all the time. everywhere. You're only allowed to talk to her if you're an executive. Oh, see, I don't like that at all. Yeah. I mean, I don't like it, but also like if she was a man... Would we be having this conversation? Well, that's interesting. And because I, don't I think, know. like, when you have a brand like Ellen's, which is like friendly and funny and warm, yeah. Yeah. then people must be coming up to you all the freaking time. Must be really annoying. I mean, that's true. I guess there there should be like there there would have to be some kind of a rule about when is appropriate to yeah just mm. go approach. But how many staff does she have? Um, lots, like, like hundreds. Several hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, if it's like a hundred, I mean, you can make time to, to... Anyway, I mean, I think I read a little bit of an article about mm-hmm. this guy who was hired to be her bodyguard for like the Oscars. <gasps> yes, Did you read that one? I think so. And I guess he, she didn't even like introduce herself to him. She literally ignored him the entire time. Oh, that's so rude. And, but her wife, Portia, <laughs> yeah. was super nice to him and right. stuff, blah, blah, blah. But that's he was so like, he couldn't believe how rude she was and just sort of kind of dismissive, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I thought, God, that's really upsetting because I am a massive Ellen fan. Yeah. I think she's hilarious. I love her stand-up. I think that she, you know, is an advocate for a lot of things that are, you know, right. And she stands for something as well. She's mm. not like... You know, you see her, like, when, even when she, like, interviews certain people, you can tell that she, mm. she doesn't, she's not just caving for, mm. you know what I mean? She's not a, she's not a, a sellout. Yeah. And I mean, like, if you're my age, I'm 36. So when Ellen had her um, sitcom, yeah. she actually was, I think, the first person ever to come out as being a lesbian on this sitcom. Yeah. Com. And I used to watch a show and... I remember the episode vividly. Like yeah. she was standing in a queue and she was like, actually, I think I might be gay. And I was like, whoa, like yeah. it was massive for the time. And for kids these days, they probably don't like understand the How powerful significance that of that. Yeah. But it was yeah. like a pretty flucking, flucking? A flucking. <laughs> a flucking brave thing to do, Absolutely. I think. And she, she after lost that happened, after she that. lost, yeah. 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 She lost everything. It's a real crying shame. Had but to like I think she's up. a bajillionaire now. She's all so good it's, now. It's yeah, all... I think she's covered now. Yeah. But it is interesting because I feel like we've all been in these instances where everyone thinks that work is so great mm. at a certain company. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, well, mm. you know, behind the curtains, it's, you know, not as good as... As, as glamorous. Yeah, or glamorous as, as, as... This is the problem also with like social media and brands being like, we do this, look mm. at how happy everybody is. And it's like... It's yeah. not always the case. Like those kind of things you have to be able to look past. Yeah. And another thing in the article was uh, they were kind of discussing the fact that black employees felt quite oh, yeah. uh, marginalized and unwelcome. And sometimes there were racist comments and stuff. Um, and that brought me to a point because I have a really strong opinion about diversity and inclusion, which is uh, diversity means that you have an, a diverse workforce. So people of color, people of different sexual orientations, some women, some lots of different types of people. Yeah. Um, and it should all sort of be proportional to the amount of people in the population. So if you have like yes. a very small 
Asian population in Germany, then that should be sort of represented accordingly in, in organisations. Yeah. Um, and inclusion means that there's an inclusive work environment for everyone, which I think is very key. And I think people get a little bit too tied up with the diversity side of things because once, in my opinion, um, I think it comes down to retention. So like if you can retain women and gay people and people of colour and make them feel extremely included, mm-hmm. valued, you know, safe, happy, yeah. if yeah. you can keep those people more will follow. Yeah. Like those people have friends, those people. So I think we need to like really knuckle down on the retention side instead of trying to hire, hire, hire yeah. um, and have quotas and stuff. I think, uh, yeah, like if I'd had a good time at some companies, then I would have told my friends. But I've had experiences at organisations where um, people have emailed me afterwards and said, oh, what's it like working at that company? And I'm like, it's it's genuinely awful for a woman. Yeah. Um, and so then they don't apply. So uh, yeah. yeah, but that's my that's my little rant. I <laughs> I I think that's really um interesting and I think a really kind of interest I've never thought about it that way. You mm. know, if you think about inclusion first, then diversity will closely follow. I hope you know? so. You'd, you'd, I hope so. It makes sense. Mm. Um yeah, there is this aspect of like people seeing like people feeling like they can join a company because they see people who are mm. you know also of color if yep. they're of color and mm. then you know so there's that aspect of it but I agree if 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 you can make your employees feel comfortable and yeah welcome no matter their sexual orientation or whatever yeah, background yeah. then absolutely I think that yeah. that makes a lot of sense yeah it actually leads qu- uh, quite well Oof. into my topic Bloody I didn't even duh. realize this yeah, but I great. was thinking about because I, I heard this man speak last week um and he was just doing a talk at this event that I was that I was involved in and he was talking about brands uh, being political mm. and standing for things. And how do you do that as like a really big brand? How Oof, do you... Hot topic, Brit. Right? <laughs> how do you be political, but also be authentic and have some follow through? Because mm. it is important that as a brand, you stand for something. And then I was thinking, what about at work? You know, like how political can you really be mm. at work mm. in the office? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think both things are are kind of, you know, similar companies, I think should take a stand. Like, well... Because here's what happened. I, during the, like, if I'm being 100% honest, like, during the the peak, not that we're not still dealing with this, mm. uh, and it is still the peak moment, but the peak, peak moment of Black Lives Matter, mm. mm-hmm. there were a lot of people talking on, you know, social media about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of people saying different things. And I felt really uncomfortable talking about it. Yeah. Because, Me too. The, yeah, because, like, the stuff that I especially like the stuff that I put on social media is very like business focused. And I was like, I feel like it will come out of left field me talking about this. But then I thought, you know, I probably should talk about it. Even if I don't feel a hundred percent comfortable, I should maybe talk about that Mm. and how, you know, how I'm not sure if I'm, you know, should be talking about Mm. it or if I, or what to say or whatever. And I kind of had this real, this conflict in my mind where I was like, like, should I keep it all business or should I, as, you know, my business evolves and my brand, whatever happens, should I really start including mm. things like that where I should yeah. have, a, 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 you know, an opinion? Or... It's so hard as well because um, 
uh, on the very peak day where there were there was the blackout Tuesday yes. thing and everyone was posting the black squares, right? Yeah. But then some people were using the wrong hashtag, so it's ended up kind of backfiring because people who were trying to search Black Lives Matter hashtag in order to uh, get information and resources, they were just getting black screens. Yeah, it was just. Oh man! And so when I saw it happening, I was like, oh, I'm not getting involved with this because it feels like there might be a better thing to do, but also like there might be a backlash and I don't, I want to see where it goes. And then if I feel like yeah. it's a, a super valuable thing for me to do, that I'll do yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It was just, yeah, it's really tricky. It is tricky. And I think it's tricky for companies and brands, but it's also maybe even, I don't know, I don't know about trickier, but it's so tricky at work as an individual, you mm. know, like how much can you really bring your politics to, especially now COVID with like the masks? Mm. Some people really believe in masks. Some people don't. What, you know, it's so, I just find it a really kind of interesting. Yeah. I think in terms of bringing politics to work, like it's interesting because I spoke to a company today and I was doing a bit of research on them because I was basically, we were going to try and work together. Mm -hmm. um, and I looked at their Twitter profile and I was like, oh, okay, so they're very political. Like they have a lot of opinions on um, ethical and moral issues and masks and anti-racism and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So I think in that sort of environment, if I had aligning political views, I'd be more like very comfortable talking about them. Yeah. Um, I'm saying hypothetically, if I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely anti-racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean like, and, and you kind of follow the lead of the company, whereas I've definitely worked yeah. at companies where Political discussion is definitely not on the table is something entertaining and fun to talk about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know when sometimes people are like, oh, let's not talk about politics. Yes. Um, so I've worked at a couple of companies like that and I find it a little bit odd, but at the same time I do respect people's right to think whatever they think and not have to get into a heated conversation at work. Yeah. 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 Because of course, then the other side of it is like work is a safe space. Mm. Everyone should feel welcome no matter, I mean, <laughs> maybe not racist people, but you know, like <laughs> depending, I guess, on where you work, but like, yeah, what do you, you know, you should be able to believe in what you believe. And also, you know, if you're super passionate about it, then it'd be so hard to work somewhere where that's not accepted, where it's like, no, no, we don't talk about that here. Yeah. So I think it's a matter of finding a place to work yeah. where you're allowed to, if you're a political person and you really like getting it, then you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. And also I think a big mistake I've seen people make is trying to make a certain type of company into a more political kind of company. Right. Um, and I'm like, you work for a consumer goods company. They probably have children in Bangladesh making these shoes. Don't try yeah. to, you know, like you're not at the right place. Or, I mean, if you're going to be a change maker, you have to think of it as I'm here to make a change to this organization. I might lose my job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm, yeah, I have to okay have a strategy and I can't just sort of run around ranting about this or that. I have to have a very clear, defined, unemotional strategy for how I'm going to approach introducing more ethical practices into this workplace. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and the other thing is that you have to be really careful about <clears throat> if you're a company and you're like going on and on about 
the sort of uh, political and uh, ethical stuff on social media, you have to be careful because in the US, I've seen a lot of companies where um, they've sort of done that and then their employees are like, um, sorry, that's not what I've experienced at all. You're a bit of an asshole, actually, and you've been quite racist to me or whatever. And it's like, ooh, dearie me. That's so- <laughs> the thing. If you're going to be a company that's going to take a stand and believe it, then you better be ready for the follow through. Mm. And you better you should also be real. Yeah, be real and also be ready to say, you know what? Like to be ready to apologize because yeah. no company is perfect, no person is perfect, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So and I um, think actually, to be honest, you might maybe it's better to speak to your employees before you speak to the public. Right. Like yeah. imagine if you had a two person, two hundred person company and you're thinking of like posting something on Instagram, but instead you had an all hands meeting and you're like, we're opening the doors right now for anyone who has stories that they're unhappy about, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think that's more genuine. Like don't put on a show. Um, yeah. Don't perform compassion. That's my least favorite thing. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Just make it, make it authentic. Authenticity, baby. At least my favorite subject. <laughs> What about culture, Penny? What do you got? What do you got oh, for me culture-wise? Have I got... I've got two shows for you, okay? Okay. So I've been struggling with TV lately. Like, I've been starting shows and then not finishing them. Because yeah. I'm just like, eh, what do I want to spend my time doing this? Totally. These yeah. people. But um, <laughs> These people. I found a show called The Bureau, and it's a French show. So it has ah. subtitles, which is really good if you're if you struggle to pay attention because you're like literally does. forced <laughs> you're literally forced to sit down and read the subtitles yeah that is good but it's about the french uh, secret service so it's like a spy drama Ooh. um and i think what is really cool about it is a there's five seasons because i'm behind it started in 2015 b it's got a very handsome cast mm-hmm. but most importantly c um it really goes into the details and it looks, it seems very accurate. It's not like, it's like you learn all these interesting things about like the profession of being a spy right? um, and how incredibly observant they have to be. They have to remember everything. They have to like maintain all these relationships. Yeah. It's fascinating. And I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm addicted. Basically. I just want to watch it all the time. (laughs) I mean, I, uh, I totally agree with you. Finding a show that has a few seasons is really key, Mm, right? I mean, in the summer, you're not so much at home watching TV anyway, but you still want to know that you're like not going to fall in love with something and then literally have to wait Wait, two years or whatever for the next season. I hate that. Especially because COVID is like delaying production of a lot of things. Exactly. I'm devastated that the new Bond movie isn't going to come out until next year. Are you a big Bond fan? See... I want to be. And <laughs> I liked Daniel Craig as Bond. Yes. I loved Casino Royale. Yeah. And did you know that Phoebe Waller-Bridge um, I heard is about the writing she's helping on, write. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm expecting more from this one. I should yeah. lower my expectations. Maybe a little. Yeah. But Phoebe Waller-Bridge is A genius. Well, maybe not a genius, but she's a funny bitch. Yeah. And she's really hardworking and she would like go in there and be like, mm. let's stir shit up yeah. here, you know? Yeah. I think. I mean, I don't know her personally, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other one is The Great, which is. You were telling oh, me about it's this. so good. It's about um, Catherine the Great, who's a Russian empress. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically about her rise to power. And it's it's like 
although it's a period drama or a bonnet drama, as I like to call them. Um, <laughs> is that just you who likes to call it yeah. that? Yeah. Because they're wearing bonnets? Yes. That is hilarious. Sorry. <laughs> um, it, even if you don't like bonnet dramas, like this one's very funny and modern. And what I love about this show is that they've actually got um, quite a diverse, a racially diverse cast. Ah. So they could really get away. In this show, they could get away with just having white blonde people because right. Russia is typically white and blonde. But they're just like, you know what? We're doing a recreation of history. So let's just chuck some people in. That, that were perfect for the role and and I think it works really nicely. That's cool. Like some of the greatest characters are <laughs> it sounds terrible, maybe, but but they're people of colour. And you're like, yeah. yeah, this this works so well somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like the recreation of yeah. historical drama. Yeah. You know? And I think the like, great thing we... is like they're not gonna get if they're not telling an exact factual representation, yeah. then why not have fun with it? 100%. And the dialogue is hilarious. Like, it's Love really good. Dialogue. good. Yeah. yeah. So I'm bringing also a TV show to the culture oh, category. And my TV show might surprise you. Mm -hmm. It's called 24. And it is extremely <laughs> old. It's so fucking old. Oh uh, it stars Jack Bauer. Kiefer uh, Sutherland? Yeah, Kiefer, who, who's, <laughs> the actor is Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, sorry. But the star of the show is clearly Jack Bauer, oh, who Jack. just, you know, he goes against the grant. You know what I mean? He can't he, follow the he, rules, can he? Jack can't follow the rules, but he always <sighs> manages to succeed, no matter what, you know? Mm. he's He also, like, just literally signs his life away several times, like, every episode where he's like, well, I'll just do it, Mr. President, and <laughs> I'll just never work again and, oh. like, put my, put me, it's, like, hilarious. Why anyway, are all movie, uh, like, action heroes called Jack something? Jack. Jack. Yeah, I think Jack it's an all-American name. name. It is. It's a very identifiable. I mm. think people can be like, Jack, yeah. yeah. Strong. all-American Jack. Hard consonant. Yeah. So I, but I, there are so many seasons of it. Oh, I think brilliant. there's like eight or nine seasons or something. I'm surprised um, there aren't 24 seasons. But well, <laughs> in case you don't know the show, because I do think we do have quite a few younger listeners who weren't oh, around. Sweet or baby angels. Were a bit too young when this show was uh, at its peak period. But um, the show is, in every season, there are 24 episodes. Jesus Christ. Which is a lot. But basically, it follows, the season is one day. So That's you get, right, yeah. and it's like all happening in real time. I put like mm. quotes on, you know, but even like the commercial breaks. Yeah. Like they include that in the, like, wow. like over the commercial break, we are also still in real time. That's a, that's a logistical challenge, isn't it's a it, cool, Yeah, it's a cool premise. Cool. I think it was Good very concept. innovative. Yeah, I remember in it time. at the time. It was like, wow. Every real was, time. Yeah, everyone was blown Did they away. start taking advantage a little bit later in the second season, third season, where they're just like 24-ish, you know? God, I I mean, no, not yet. They're wow. they're really sticking to their guns. Great. Um, I've developed crushes on multiple uh, characters. characters. And not one of them is Jack Bauer, by the way. If you guys no. are tw 24 fans, my biggest crush is Tony Almeida. Because <laughs> I'm he looking this is, up as we speak. Tony Almeida is a protocol man, okay? He's all about the protocol. Oh, until he follows the rules? In, he follows the rules, yeah. And his, his favorite line is like, it's not protocol, Jack. Anyway, oh. <laughs> sorry. So I fucking love this show. I'm really oh, on to it. Oh, my God. Look at this guy. Is that One him? thing. That's Tony Almeida right oh there. God, hilarious. Yeah, I mean, he's it's not, not protocol, Jack. He also, like, kind of talks in a really, like, 
talks like this all the time. Like he never really, he's always kind of whispering. It's the best. Um, one thing though, that I found so funny about watching this show is I actually caught myself. There's this funny moment where right now, like the president, there's a whole kerfluffle with the president. It always involves the president, right? Mm -hmm. And this guy's, he's behaving very like strangely and whatever. And I actually found myself saying like, I find it, you know, a little unrealistic that the president would actually behave like that, you know? And then I kind of caught myself and I was like, oh my God. You know, like <laughs> the way that this man is behaving has like is literally nowhere Nothing. near yeah, what yeah, we're yeah. experiencing right now. It's just fascinating. Can I just yeah. say when Donald Trump first got elected, yeah. I started watching a show called The West Wing and it's this very like, yes. I only watched a few episodes, but it was very calming. Like it was back when the president was like a really admirable figure yeah. and, and everyone was like, that's right, Mr. President. Yes, <laughs> yes. So Kit, who who is our podcast producer, loves the West uh, Wing. Right. I need to push on with it, actually. Yeah, I need to push on with it, too, because I think 24 is similar, but 24 is more Action. action-packed mm. and exciting. Whereas the but, but they're similar in the sense that they're from, like, the 90s yeah. or whatever. And they, well, I think Jack Bauer is probably Pre- I think early everything pre-2011. Uh, sorry, 2001. 2001, yeah. Yes. 9-11 is what yeah, I'm after. Exactly. Yeah, um, that's when shit hit the fan. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, so it must have been. So, yeah, but I find all of those kind of things. You have lots of seasons. The characters are really great. Yeah. And, the, you know, you can really get into it. And they're just, they have the perfect amount of cheese. Yeah. That you, you just, just need. Feel, you're just like, eh. Absolutely. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Jack Bauer. We love to have fun on this show. I'll tell ya. Okay, so I've looked up Tony Almeida. I can close that window. Yeah. I don't think I need to come back to Tony Almeida. He's not like he's not like some sex god penny, but the guy <laughs> he does the right thing until until he has to do the wrong thing. And oh if you've God. watched 24, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, so I've got some life hacks. Yeah, who doesn't <laughs> love a life hack? <laughs> So my first one is, you know, when you're wearing a mask yes. and you've just had a coffee oh. and then you like put the mask on, you go to the supermarket and then you're like, this mask is stinky. Yeah. Rank. I know this sounds really dumb, but now I just chew gum every time I put a mask on. Okay. And now my mask lasts so much longer. Problem solved. Yeah. Love it. I still haven't solved the makeup on the mask problem. Oh, yeah. So annoying. It's unsolvable. It's unsolvable. You put lipstick on and then you're like, why did I do that? I'm about to put a mask on. Yeah. Life is really hard. Okay. (laughs) So my second life hack is when you travel, so when you're going on a long weekend or something, you're like, oh, I better uh, either take the food in the fridge, like the fresh food and stuff, Mm -hmm. or I better eat everything before I go because everything will be um, off by the time I get back. But then you get back and you're really tired and you want dinner yeah. Or you want breakfast and you're sad because you're going to have to go to the supermarket. And if you live in Germany, it's you not do a, not no. order delivery food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't. Do <laughs> Just don't do it. Although I have a tip on that that I'll need to follow on our next episode. Okay. So now I have, um, I was feeling particularly organized last week because I had nothing to do. Um, <laughs> so I got frozen spinach, yeah. eggs, frozen uh, potato rosties put them all in the freezer, and we had a lovely breakfast this morning, and it was just right there. But you didn't put the eggs in the freezer. Oh, well, they just went in the fridge. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> eggs last forever, the? don't they? They really do. They have a long... Clever little guys. Mm. Another life hack that I'm experimenting with 
mm-hmm. is um, so now I've decided I'm not going to book social engagements more than a week out. Yeah, right. So I'm just so if it's a Sunday night, I'll only book to the next Sunday. So that you know when you like. Oh, when a friend messages you and you're like, oh, let's catch up in three weeks' time on the Wednesday. And then the Wednesday rolls around and you're like, I'm really tired or, I'm, yeah. or I don't feel well or whatever. And then and you, you feel always... so much worse as well about like rescheduling because yeah. you've had the plan for because weeks. Because it's such a, yeah. So now I, I'm, I'm just practicing how I do this in reality. It's like, awesome, I'd love to. Um, can we text at the beginning of next week to see um, out a day what's going or whatever. on? Yeah. So you're not lucky. You never know. You might get like hit with like COVID. Right? <laughs> oh my God. Totally. I actually, there's been a couple of times where I've wanted to get out of something and I'm like, should I tell them I have a cough and a fever? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. It's, just so, it's so funny. You can't even say that anymore. Like I no, feel a bit not sick because everyone's like, oh. Yeah. 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 Terrible. Um, Love it. And then my last one is serious. <laughs> not serious, serious but hack. it's a serious life hack. So if you're in a couple. Yeah. Brittany and I were talking about this the other day. Don't fight in front of other people. Oh. I know that sounds like a little bit judgmental, but it... I'm a big believer in that, though. I just think, like, first of all, no one's impressed. It's a bit embarrassing. And also, there's always one of the partners who's like, don't you think, Penny? And I'm like, I am not getting involved (laughs) here, okay? This is your problem. You take it home, discuss it like adults. Yeah. And that's that. It's so uncomfortable. Just can it. And you can whip your phone out and you can write something down like, make sure you bring up with Philip when we get home that he is not to reach between my teeth and pick spinach out in the middle of the dinner. (laughs) Don't do that again. Don't do it again. But also you can, by the time you get home, sometimes you'll be calmer. Oh, totally. conversations. I mean, I would maybe go so far as to say, you should really never fight with anybody in front of a bunch of other people. Exactly. Like, and I would equate it to if you were in a client meeting with colleagues, yes. picking a fight with a, a colleague. It's Outrageous. Just don't, just don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Life Penny hack. and Brittany say no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a Penny and Brit life hack right there. And that's it. So I saved this one for last because it is just, it made me laugh Great. quite a lot after I got like calm down after being angry. So here's what happened to me. So I am in I'm in a cafe this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm working away. And I actually happened to be working on the podcast. Okay. So I was like doing some research, you know, doing some browsing, blah, 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 taking, taking a break from the other, you know, stuff and doing like the fun podcast stuff. Actually, whatever. I shouldn't even say that. So it doesn't matter. This guy, this man comes in Uh-oh. and he, so I'm sitting with my laptop like out where people people could see it right yeah and I was on one of my favorite websites the cut love the cut it's great it's got a career section exactly I was on the career section I was browsing just to you know um you know have a little browse they've got great articles I'd highly recommend anyway Mm -hmm. this man walks in gets a coffee and then sits down kind of behind me um, where he's in like plain view. And the, the cafe was very, very um, quiet. Right, there was, okay. It was just him and I in there. Um, but I, I go to this cafe often, so I know the guy that works there, yeah. and whatever. So he, so this man sits down and I didn't even like respond because he's sitting behind me. And then he says, he says, looks like you're doing some pretty hard work over there. <laughs> I was like, I turned around and I was like, excuse me? And then he said, looks like you're working really hard. And like, he's sarcastically, oh my God. right? 
And I looked at him and I said, actually, I am working. And then I just turned around and then he was like, he's like, yeah, it looks like it's really uh, serious work. Oh my fucking God. Are you serious? I, ca- I couldn't even, I couldn't even respond appropriately because I was so See, that would never happen to me because I have brown hair. No joke. Yeah. It's unfortunate for you, Brit. I, yeah. Okay. Repeat after me. Here's what you say to those guys. Tell me. Hi. It's literally none of your business. Yeah. I know. That's what I. And then death <sighs> stare them. Death stare them. Like, because honestly, like, it's so, that was so weird to me because I know he thought it was funny or Ugh. thought he was being cute or whatever, but I was like. It's the fact that it's so rude. It's so rude. And also, how does he know that you didn't just get fired? Oh, I know. Because of coronavirus. And you're just sitting in a cafe because you've been depressed at home and you decided to get out and surf the internet. Could you imagine? You should. I would love to be like, yeah, actually, I'm not working at all because I just got fired from my my job that I loved. And now I have no income and I'm pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, I love to And I'm pregnant. And my. Husband left me. He and left I, me for the secretary. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So I, when this happened, I was just like, I, I just, I said to him like, actually, I am working, and then I just ignored him, and he was like, oh, 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 laughing or whatever. Then I got to thinking, and it was really funny because I was like, it's funny, I am doing work. I mean, not that I would even like this isn't. I'm not trying to defend this guy or to say that anything, but it's like. I kind of like that my work doesn't look serious. Oh, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I have fun when I'm working, you know? Yeah, I think people take things actually a bit too seriously. Like, actually, I don't have like, a spreadsheet, so it's not work? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you have to work with spreadsheets, frankly. Right? No offense to anyone who does. Yeah. Also, um, on the Bureau, the spy show, mm. I, there is a part of me that watches it all, and it's like these very complex scenarios that they create, and I'm like, look what people do. Right. You know, like, what are we doing? It doesn't need, <laughs> this is actually, if you think about it, it's ludicrous. Yeah. People yeah. pretending to be other people and yeah. keeping secrets and telling stories. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a big dumb game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get along. Absolutely. Who invented spies? I bet it was Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Who invented spies? Yeah. Oh, my God, Penny, that's amazing. It was our first episode back after God knows how long. I don't even remember. So long. Months. We need a new sign-off, by the way. We can't use the other one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we need we need a cute one. But it, we'll think of one, don't worry. We'll think of a cute new sign-off. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. It'll be fun, cute, and probably a little bit edgy because, you know. Yeah. We like to keep a little bit of edge. I mean, I'm not edgy at all, so <laughs> I like to just, like, try I'm to— I'm too edgy. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Mm. We balance each other out. We really do. We really do. Thank you so much for listening. If you like our new format, also, you could just, like, let us, like, maybe send us a message or something. Yeah, yeah. We'd love some reinforcement in this bleak, hard time. (laughs) Wouldn't that be the best? Especially me. (laughs) I'd love it, too. (laughs) Sorry, Brit. (laughs) We're really excited about the pod and moving forward. So happy to be back. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Have a lovely time. Have a lovely time. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) 